to the perfection of Jesus' words. The poverty of human words is presented as a sharp contrast. Peter speaks his denials, not under torture or threat of violence, but in response to three simple questions. Peter reveals that our words often have power over us. We speak, and then we immediately say, I didn't mean it. I was tired. I was just biding time. I was only joking. We had hundreds of ways of attempting to excuse and minimise. But what we have said remains. It hangs over us. It affects things, whether we like it or not. Our words are derived from the word. Our words don't create the cosmos, but they have a power beyond our control. King Charlemagne said that if we have two languages, we have two souls. Another church leader said that our mouths create our eyes. What we say with our mouths creates the way that we see the world. What we say determines what we see, and it reveals what is really in our heart. Peter, chapter 13, verse 37. I will lay down my life for thy sake. Peter again, eighteen twenty-seven. Peter then denied again, and immediately the cock crew. Jesus' declaration of what was really in Peter's heart is an extraordinary blessing to us, the church, for whom Peter would be Jesus' apostle. Jesus' searingly truthful words are not diminished by our compromised duplicity. Jesus' truth exposes human hypocrisy. When the power of our words undoes us, his word is greater. Weakness before the power of words is not the only human frailty on display in this darkest of days. When the power of words serves against the Lord God and plays into his, the hands of his adversary, the devil, the human actors wield this power with devastating effect. The answer of the leaders to Pilate's question is a masterclass in evasion. They know Pilate has to appease them to keep the peace. So they effectively ask him to mind his own business. We'll deal with charges, you just deal with the punishment. Jesus becomes a piece of meat over which the Jerusalem leader hyenas fight with Pilate, the sleepy Roman lion. Every time Pilate attempts to assert his authority over the situation, it comes to nothing. Human words are revealed that they're most powerful when introducing instability, intrigue, duplicity, gaslighting. They're revealed as powerless when attempting to reintroduce order, truth and justice. The Jerusalem elites are only coming to Pilate due to a capital punishment technicality. 
They know which side their bread is buttered. Like a mafia cabal, they're making sure none of the dirty work gets back to them. They needle Pilate to give them what they want as the only way to make all the bother go away. That's too strong a motive for Pilate to resist. He has no special interest in defending Jesus. Nevertheless, he persistently declares Jesus innocent. And when Pilate and Jesus eventually talk, we see why. Jesus speaks the truth. Not his truth, not some of the truth, not what he wishes was true, certainly not post-truth. The truth. That places Jesus outside and above this world. His kingdom is not subject to the usual weary intrigues, overthrows and power plays of every human system. There's a higher reality that he embodies and reveals, that relativizes all the vying for position and intrigue of Pilate and the Jerusalem leaders. Jesus' truth exposes human hypocrisy. We discover that this legal technicality, that means the Jewish leaders have come to Pilate instead of sorting Jesus out on their own, is actually serving a word Jesus has spoken about how he's going to die. Jesus' truth is so disruptive to the smoke and mirrors world we all inhabit. In his interview with Pilate, his questions reveal to Pilate that he knows more than he's letting on, that the truth has not actually escaped his notice. Where did this idea of Jesus being a king of the Jews come from? No one has said anything about Jesus being a king. Jesus' question searches Pilate deeply, uncomfortably. Around Jesus, human words have a way of speaking truth, whether the speaker wants to or not. Pilate is determined to be the one asking the questions, the one asserting his authority, the one who gets Jesus with a gotcha. But all he ends up doing is restating the truth about Jesus. His only defence in the end is to call truth itself into question. What is truth? Jesus comes from his trials, declared innocent and the king of the Jews. The only way Pilate and the Jerusalem leaders can continue is by exercising the only power human words have in response to truth. Denial and destruction. Not this man, Barabbas. Even this decision cannot relativize the truth or rob Jesus of his kingdom. Jesus' truth exposes human hypocrisy.